Welcome to episode 87 of the 2 on 3 podcast, a weekly hour-long show where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. I'm Ty, and you can find me staying disconnected on vacation to everything but Twitter, at S-E-A-C-J-K, and with me as always is Chris. Where can we find you entertaining us in order to get away from the people in your immediate vicinity, Chris? <laughs> you can find me at C.D. Villasenor on Twitter, and yeah, that's exactly what it's good for. Pretty much. <laughs> I'd like to be alone in a crowded room with my phone <laughs> you want me to talk to people with their mannerisms and their with their eyes things, with their things going on i have to look at their mouths and pretend to be interested in what they're saying it's so hard <laughs> it didn't used to be so hard it's really hard these days well you can interact with the show on twitter <laughs> at two on three pod or hit us up via email at at two on three pod.com you know how much we love to hear from you we're back in the swing of things this week as the daily routine reasserts itself in order to crush our spirits. In segment one, we're going to share our silent judgment on the physically fit parent, among other biases. We'll move on to standing in awe of feats of strength as we break down some of the more maniacal ways to maintain your girlish figure. And finally, we'll wrap up with a segment on the magic of the buddy movie. Tejatwa awaits beyond the buzzer along with the OT where I wonder whatever happened to game night and sanity check what to do with my summer scraps. So, as we look to get started on our fitness journey tonight, Chris, are you watching any U.S. Open tennis? I am. I uh, I find that I watch... Maybe it has to do with the, the valley of sports that's going on right now, but I always find that uh, I watch the U.S. Open more than any other tennis tournament. Uh, it must be the time of year. I think it's the I time know, of year. Yeah, and then when I was in college, our college started the same week that the u.s open started so it was all you could do to just watch tennis all day and dink around in college so it just sort of has gone on and on and um yeah i, I really enjoy it and plus it's on at night here and mm-hmm. it's not it's not on too late because we're three hours earlier than the east coast so the night <laughs> matches come on at like this really convenient time it did seem weird to me that they were starting the nadal schwartzman is that what his last name is <laughs> yes how's <Schwartzman>. he <laughs> He's from Argentina. His yes. name is Diego Schwartzman. He's he's among the the many Germans and German Jews who like, oh yes who escaped Europe and went to German or went to Argentina. Let's not ask too many questions about <laughs> young Diego's lineage. Um, I thought it was very odd that they were starting the match at you know like nine fifty nine forty Eastern yeah. time. Yeah, so the night match at the U.S. Open is way crazy because the session opens at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, East Coast time. And if the women's match, the women's match has started today. So, you know, they get on, they, you know, hour and a half or so, and then two hours at the most, and then they got to come out and they warm up and then they get their match going at like nine. But it's a men's match. So it's three sets at the very minimum, which right, it was it's tonight. Like a, <laughs> it still takes another two and a half hours. Well, and, and it reasonably could be four hours long. Right. It seems wild to me that you would go to a sporting event on a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> to catch the night matches. At 9 p.m. For, it'd be like starting a baseball game at 9 p.m. It's even worse when it's flipped because sometimes the men get the early match and the women have to chill out until God knows when until the men get done with their match. And if that goes five sets, you're not getting onto the court until midnight, like 11 o'clock. Well, luckily for all those fans in New York, uh, Nadal was able to dispatch that child that he was matched up against. <laughs> Diego Schwartzman is four foot eight. 
because like Rafa is not a extremely tall gentleman. He's right? like six feet tall. Okay. He, he just was like, and he's, you know, he's hulked out, right? So he's like, they, they show the pre-shot when they're in the tunnel waiting to be interviewed before they go on the court. And Rafa's got to be 10, 12 feet behind him. And he looks like he's just hulking over the top of this <laughs> wee child who's maybe five feet tall and like 140 pounds, who's about the size of the sports reporter who was interviewing him. It was it was yeah. really just a weird scene. <laughs> but he's in the quarterfinals of the U.S. Open, so... He can obviously play some tennis. He obviously. So we're not, uh, we won't hold that against it. Maybe that might show up in, in segment one in terms of biases. <laughs> Perhaps. I find men's tennis almost unwatchable. Yeah. I, tennis is weird these days. I mean, it's, the women's matches, I think, are more entertaining. They, have, they tend to have longer rallies. Um, they seem more matched. They, 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 they seem, well, I don't even know if they seem more evenly matched, but at least the last couple of rounds of tennis that I've watched seem pretty good. What's the uh, Russian guy's name? Which one? The one that everybody hates. <laughs> the one that everybody hates? That skinny guy with the lollipop head that just beat Vavrinka. Oh, um, Medvedev. No, the, da- yes. Daniil. Daniil yes. Medvedev. I actually found him very entertaining because he will do just, he doesn't play a style. He just does all kinds of wild shit on every point. Yeah, I was, I had it going on uh, my other monitor at work. I wasn't really watching it very closely, but yeah, he, he kind of has a wild game. Yeah, and Vavrinka is like the, the epitome of sort of just the machine, right? Just, I yeah. have the thing I do and I'm just going to keep doing it and, and relentlessly run after every ball until my body either fails or you succumb to my <laughs> machine-like game. <laughs> yeah, and and that's not... Yeah, the Frank is not an entertaining player. Like, I, can't, I don't sit around going, Woo! Stands on! Let's get this, let's get this match on TV! <laughs> like, uh. it's, it's, he's very much latter-day Leighton Hewitt for me. Yeah, it's too bad because all the interesting people are old and breaking down now. I mean, I mean Djokovic's arms falling off. Uh, Federer's back gave out on him yesterday. Um, Nadal was sort of favoring his right arm and doing it's like, oh god, when these when these guys go out of the game, am I get, am I going to stick with tennis? Am I? Am I just watch women's tennis. It's fine. I don't yeah. really need. I don't have a need for the men's game. And I'm not <laughs> being like a weirdo about it. It's just more entertaining product. Somebody, somebody, will, somebody interesting will pop up. Let's hope anyway. All right, well, you know, we hope you like that tennis talk because, you know, we like to bring you the country club sports updates here on the 2 3 <laughs> With that, let's start the show. So you sent me – well, why don't you just introduce it? Okay, so the uh, segment one is really about biases. <laughs> and what brings this up is we were uh, – at Suncadia Resort over the weekend, hoping to catch some hot, a streak of hot weather and swim in the pool and stuff like that. And it was only marginally warm, but uh, a lot of people in Seattle have the same idea that we have. So they, there's a, just a, kind of a ton of people around. And they've got these two big pool areas. And we're at this one pool area. And these two parents were impossibly good looking. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, tan and like both of them super fit. And they had maybe a two-year-old and an infant. <laughs> and I was looking at them and I thought, these people can't be good parents. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know these people, but anybody who's that fit, I mean, like fully tanned, like no tan line people and, and ripped in a, not in, in more of like, not a corporate way, not like a high level of, I have a job fitness, but, but I have, 
fitness goals above and beyond. And okay. I thought, and I thought, there's no possible way they can be good parents. If you have fitness goals above and beyond, I, how can you be a good parent? And I kept, I kept saying this to myself, and then I said it to my wife, and she said, "You're a terrible person." And I, this is, and, <laughs> and, and I, it's hard for me to disagree with her. But I just couldn't believe that these two were these two. They, she had like a newborn, and she was like, like cover f- ready. <laughs> so we were. I was just having a. I just was laughing at myself, thinking, "Well, if you're out training after your job or whatever, and getting tan and having no tan light, what you can't be spending enough time with your family." Well, they like. <laughs> I, I need to interrogate this a little bit. What kind of place is this? Suncadia is a. Uh, it's in the. It's on the eastern side of the pass, so it's on the downslope, mm-hmm. going towards Ellensburg near Clay Ellum, and it's this beautiful place that they've 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 built two amazing golf courses. Actually, three, but one's private, and you can't even look at it. <laughs> and uh, and then they have like a lodge, and there's a ton of people who... There's a ton of home sites that have been built, and you can rent out homes, and you can rent out... I don't think anyone lives there full-time, but there's a there's a heavy rental thing that goes on. They've got tons of bike paths, and, you know, we had a nice long bike ride with the family, and this is like the one time of the year where we get to do sort of summer things together. Okay. And it's not so far away. It's only an hour and a half from where, where I live, so... Um, but it's kind of a fun place to be, especially when there's tons of people around. Like, on Labor Day weekend, it's just packed. Like The, the whole place is sold out, so there's a lot of action going on. And, and you think that's fun? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, what's fun about it is the, the summer timiness of it. Like, yeah, I guess. You're, you're, you're really playing for that 85 to 90 degree weather. And yeah, it's your, it's your for, version of the Catskills. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> like when it's bustling. I get it. Yeah, it, it's it's better when there's a when there's a there's a little energy around. So these people, did they have any sort of help with them? No, okay. which made me believe that. This was just running counter to my terrible assumption <laughs> about these people. I have no idea who they are, um, but they just they just seemed way too pulled together for having a two year old and an infant. I don't know, man. Some people are crazy. They just maybe they get up super early. I don't I, take turns. Who knows? I don't. I don't know. But I just thought it was. I just thought I, well, it was. Well, the a, dude, the dude. It's not that for as young as their kids are. It's totally possible for the dude. I'm now. I, I can't speak to the mother. I know that some people are naturally gifted genetically. And, sure. And to take steps. They these these right. people were de- definitely genetic lottery winners. All right. In that well, in that in that way. We'll see how they look in five years. (laughs) Talk to me when the two-year-old and the infant are seven and five, and let me tell you about. Talk to me about your fitness. (laughs) Like his beer gut. Like this guy is not headed toward this. This guy did not look this. This man nor woman looked like they were headed toward any sort of beer gut or (laughs) or yeah. They were they were they were pretty. uh, They they were pretty pulled together. Maybe I don't know. God bless them anyway. But I just thought it was a funny thing to keep telling myself. I was like, that, that guy can't be a good dad. <laughs> it's funny because I'm like the reverse. Where like I always worried about judgment at pickup at the former, uh, you know, care center that we used to use. Because essentially at this point, being 40, nearly 40, all my wow. summer casual clothes are basically golf clothes. <laughs> sure. So, and I work from home. So no matter what I look like, 
walking in, I looked like I was walking in off the golf course. Like I always wear shorts and a polo, basically, uh, most days. Because, you know, if I'm doing video conference, polo looks professional enough. And mm-hmm. so I just throw that on. I'm usually wearing shorts. And I felt like I was being judged for, like, not having it together at the daycare center. At the pickup? Yeah. Like, like it's the middle of the afternoon or late in the afternoon and you're yeah. just wearing shorts. Right. Uh, like, do you have a job? <laughs> or like dropping the kids off at like 8.15 in shorts and like a t-shirt <laughs> or like sweats, like some joggers and a t-shirt. Like, are you going to work, sir? <laughs> do you have a job? Are you sure? Are, are you sure? Can I give you some financial aid paperwork for uh, <laughs> to continue to, to stay here at this school? anyway i just uh, it's it is funny when you see especially if they see you every day doing the drop off or pickups they're like ah dude got no job (laughs) you got a beard (laughs) and a t-shirt and sweats at least i wasn't the phone guy though there's one guy who used to like i mean literally never get off his phone and you know i don't know his life because i was judging the shit out of him every time i saw him (laughs) plus his kid was like a troublemaker so it was like there's you're neglecting your child sir he's one of these dudes who had this look on his face anytime the teacher would be talking to him about his his child's behavior They're like just you could just see it on his face i'm not going to do a goddamn thing about this and i'm right. barely listening to what you're saying <laughs> yeah and look you deal with you deal with him benefit of the doubt maybe he was sacrificing to make the drop-offs work or the pickups work and that he had to work and he had to be on the phone but it didn't seem like it (laughs) (laughs) you can't drop a call for 10 minutes and sort of figure out i'll be right back yeah this is the 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 funny part about that is most working people sort of get it Mm -hmm. and and it's funny because i remember being younger and single in the workplace and people who were older and had kids and they'd like leave at four like on the dots like oh four o'clock i gotta go and they'd leave and you'd like what in the hell (laughs) (laughs) And now, it, for me, it's like, oh, I got, it's 4 o'clock. I got to leave. Yeah, I got to go. Whatever. I'll be back online. It's, it's it's easier now than it used to be, for sure. Yeah, but it's still a funny thing that we... Uh, it's a, still a funny little thing that we we hold people up for. But uh, the uh, the other thing was, I ended up reading... I was reading these things about bi- like common biases anyway. So I needed I needed somebody like to give me a little confirmation bias regarding these people. Okay. <laughs> I really needed my wife to say, you know, Chris, you're right. <laughs> those, <laughs> those people cannot possibly be good good parents. But she instead she 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 called me out for being, you know, insane. But the flip side is when you have somebody who's always like benefit of the doubt, like what I just did with that guy, like oh well mm. maybe he you know I don't know his life. That's super annoying too. It's like, well, I need. I'm looking for you to back me up here, not not to present an alternate viewpoint. I didn't bring it up to have a debate, right? This Which, is like, yeah, this is this is what great. This is what dudes do all the time, right? When you're you're hanging out at the bar or whatever, it's like, oh, look at that douchebag. Oh God, yeah. And then you're like, you jump all over somebody for just you know whatever. You don't even care. It's like I'm back you up. I know what just came out of your mouth is crazy and. It probably shouldn't be said in public, but we're friends, so I'm gonna I'm gonna back you up on that. <laughs> uh, I think I'm pretty much just not gonna say anything, and I'm gonna go, and I'm just gonna lift the eyebrow, you know, I'm just like, oh, oh yeah, okay, right on. <laughs> I like the uh, the article I was reading was it was funny that that every basic bias is because we as people are cognitively lazy, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I completely understand, which is just basically 
biology like takes care of you know how evolution is like when systems are good enough like it's they stop they stop developing right mm-hmm. if you yeah, can ask if apple you, about that right <laughs> if you can stop if you can if you can you know if you can survive long enough to reproduce that particular system in your body quits evolving essentially i mean that's how that's why we have so many of these like little problems in our that carry over from evolution. Yeah. It's amazing. Like after millennia, we still can't get rid of the, that, that bias, that judgment that occurs immediately just given. And even if it's apocryphal context that you have in your brain, (laughs) like it's just like you make decisions based on that. Right. what what you were talking about before is called the, uh, with the the people can't possibly be good parents. That's what's called the fundamental attribution error, right? Where you decide that something is one way. Because of the circumstances around it, quote unquote, in the article here, women are bad drivers. That's the one, that's the one they go to. Uh, let's be clear. I don't believe women are bad drivers. Asians are bad drivers. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just want to get on record saying that. I want to say that there are bad drivers of all kinds in the world. Oh, sure. Take I, their I side. recently encountered the, the terrible... Like the guy who thinks he's a good driver was actually such a bad driver. He's literally putting everybody's lives at risk. <laughs> that was cool. Pulled out in front of us dangerously. Tailgated the car in front of us dangerously. Mm-hmm. Acted like a psycho when they didn't like turn out of that. We were like in a construction line and he was freaking out in the car. I'm like, it's construction. What are you doing? He was just mad that the person wasn't following closely enough that he couldn't use the shoulder to get out of the construction and make his turn for another four or five seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All I have to say is go to the Wajimaya on a weekend and you know, you'll you'll be on my side. <laughs> I'm sure there are large group concentrated groups of all kinds that struggle to perform basic tasks. <laughs> Thank you for taking the side of basic humanity. <laughs> all whites are opioid addicts. There we go. All right. <laughs> Which reminds me to tell you that uh watch the watch the uh the Chappelle sticks and stones man oh i watched it already oh god it's so funny it's it is it's funny in a way that it's funny on both sides of the of the of the, of the line it, he's just it's very brave and it's just not a lot of people could get away with doing what he did and i thought it was pretty funny i just thought it was uh it's a it's a crazy act in this day and age to do what he did on that in that special the thing is that it's just all right we're, we're gonna that's fine here. Wait, ah, wait. no one cares all right <laughs> It, my take on the Chappelle thing is my just like my take on anything, which is you can think critically about something. Yeah, it's not that complicated to take a moment and understand that one, he's a comedian, and yes. his job is to try to talk about things that are uncomfortable because that's where the humor is. And by and the reality is we do have this outrage culture, but it's not unfounded. That's the thing when I hear people talk about this, they never really mention that it is. It's it's about voice to the oppressed, right? That's where it comes from. That's where it starts. That's where the genesis of it is. And now it's sure. grown into something else where there's like this offshoot where people are just excited about getting upset. Yes. It's they live for it. Right. And I tend to err on the side of, well, if someone says it's offensive, then maybe you should at least consider whether and consider whether or not you're going to do it. And I think that's what's so great about the Chappelle special is that it's clearly everything he says is very intentional. It's yes. very targeted. It is for he. he he makes very valid points much for much of it even yeah even when he's being offensive in doing it 
Because there are realities about the way people behave that we don't want to acknowledge as part of our great awakening, as we've been calling it. Sure. Some stuff is the way it is because of the way that human beings are. And that's not to say that everyone can't be individual and, and change and make the world a better place. But you're really fighting against a lot of that ingrained lizard brain shit on some of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's fun to, I think it's a fun special to watch and sort of just try to take notes on how you're feeling like here and there you know? <laughs> and, uh, and maybe sort of at the end of it, sort of process it for yourself because it's pretty, it's, it's interesting. And I think it really is a brave, I think it's a brave comedy performance and a brilliant comedy performance. So it, to me, it is what Louis CK was always trying to do and never really mastered. Right. Right. He just, yes, exactly. Anyway, we'll skip that. We'll skip on by. Yeah, you should watch it. But I, oh, the last thing I'll say is the only thing I ever thought I found myself thinking was, oh, easy there, Dave. Just, just, (laughs) okay. All right. (laughs) I was happy he was kicking indoors. Anyway, it was fun. All right. Oh, moving on. That's right. We have a show to do here. We do. Talk to talk. Um, You wanted to, I guess, these physically fit people inspired you to talk more about uh, sort of the feats of strength available to the more um, intense chasers of the the fitness cup. Yes. So here in segment two, the um, I have a couple of different physical therapists who work with me um, because I'm old and broken. Um, so one of guy, I like them both. One dude is a, uh, they're both very fit, but the one dude's kind of a music guy. So we always talk about music, which is cool. And the other guy is just this completely crazy, like fitness athlete. Like he's run eight Ironman <laughs> races and Endurance he's, athlete. he's that guy. And he's, yeah. he's kind of this fast talking Chicago guy. And he's uh-huh. just, he's, he's just energy, energy, energy on top of energy. And, but he's funny and I like him, but he was telling me that, that he's about my age. He's going to be 50 in not next year, but maybe the year after. But he, we were talking about, he was talking about, oh, I try to think of things to do on my birthday that are ridiculous. And he said, well, the other year, <laughs> he said, for my birthday two years ago, I, he goes, I went, I did the rim to rim to rim. <laughs> and I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know if we know each other that well that you can tell me that you did the rim to rim to rim. But it turns out <laughs> that's a race at the Grand Canyon, where you run from the South Rim to the North Rim back to the South Rim. It is 46 miles. Um, a uh, Something like 20, or there's basically 22,000 feet of vertical. Mm-hmm. And the last bit is, the last seven miles is a 5,000 foot vertical over the last seven miles to South Rim. Uh, By the way, <laughs> he's completed it. it took, he said it took him like sun up to sundown to do sure. it. It took him the world record for this by the way is f- less than 6 hours. It's 5 5 hours and 55 minutes. Which is ridiculous. It's four, that's 42 miles. It's insane. <laughs> it's, and so he was telling me how he he said that he was ready to it, he was ready to spend the night in the canyon if he had to. Mm-hmm. There was a there was a there was a distinct possibility that he wouldn't make it back up the other side and would have to to put on a space blanket and huddle up for the night before he could finish the next 
morning, but apparently he ended up making it. And um, he said he probably wasn't going to do that again. <laughs> but I was looking. I was, I was, this is this is a crazy thing to do. But what? Uh, but as we were chatting, he said his next thing that he wants to do for his fiftieth birthday is called the fifty fifty fifty. And the 50-50-50 is 50 miles and 50 beers in 50 hours. Really? <laughs> yes. He wants to do this? He wants to do this. Well, he, I think he enjoys drinking beer, too. But he's, he's, kind of, he's a guy. But he's really super fit. But, so, we, so we decided. So as he was working with me, we were, I was discussing with him how you would break down the 50-50-50. Yeah. What's so the knowing, strategy here? So, now, so, so knowing what you know about this 50 50 uh 50 beers 50 miles 50 beers in 50 hours i said that, well the first thing you do you have to time it right i said you got to start on friday afternoon like because it's basically if you start at friday at four o'clock or three o'clock 50 hours later is sunday at 5 p.m uh-huh. so you would make use of you'd make use of the entire friday evening and then the whole Saturday, and then pretty much most of Sunday, right? Yeah. How much are you gonna sleep? This is what. So he's he's a marathon. He, he can run a marathon. He's a marathon. He's marathon. Oh he's, no, he's an ultra marathoner. Right. He's, I've had a couple of these people in my life. Um, they're psychotic. <laughs> I don't know how they do it either. Psychotic. I mean, this one guy, like he that I knew. I don't, I don't mean to distract from his story, but that's fine. He. he uh, he was doing it so frequently. I mean, he started to just look like he was going to die. Like, his just countenance looked like he was near death at all times. And it was just because he was carrying no weight ever. Mm-hmm. And had... He had, like, had, 0% body fat. Yeah, he had whittled his body down to skin and bones so that he could, you know, run it through, like, the minimum... So he could run 50 miles, right? So he could 100. Run, like, 100. He did 100? The, yeah, he did the crazy one, and he and his wife trained and went to, like, Antarctica and did some crazy Antarctica thing. <laughs> Well, we run some, yes, they like cross some glacier that like they got it was in the news and stuff because they were like some of the first civilians to ever do this or something. I don't know. Jesus. It cost him like tens of thousands of dollars to go. I was like, this all sounds terrible. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but, yeah, strategy for the fifty fifty fifty. So I think that I think you have to start on. And he was—he had already sort of worked this out. He said, "Yeah, it's like I, I should start a Friday afternoon at about three o'clock, and then that would give me again Friday evening. I would sleep a regular sleep, and then you get all day, you know. So it'd be like a fifteen miler on Friday night. Well, why wouldn't yeah. you just get drunk on Friday night? Like just just drink as much of the beer as you can get through, sleep, then run twenty five miles on Saturday, get drunk as shit again on Saturday night. <laughs> can you imagine how bad you're gonna feel if you got drunk on Friday? This is it's, I think you're not if he's have, hydrating. Well, I, I just think, go in the bathroom, just drink the beer, drink water as fast as you what can. Is the, what is the what is the he, he was we were laughing about this. He said, I need to find the a very light alcoholic beer and just use it as hydration. I said, there's Isn't that what Michelob Ultra is for? I think, <laughs> I think the Michelob Ultra, yes, it's the exercise beer, right? It, the, that's how they the market fitness, it. It's the fitness beer. So you yeah. get, a, so you buy yourself two cases of Michelob Ultra and you need two more. So you have to buy another six pack and two you only Lucy's. drink two. two. <laughs> so I figured if he ran... So on Friday he he gets ready and he cranks out 
let's say he cranks out 15 miles on on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And then in the in the in the running, maybe he drinks four beers. Okay. And then drinks some hydration. So so that's so now you get home and you and that first that first pack there's like 20 left in that first case. So let's say he ran it in how long does it take him to run 15 miles if you're a good runner? Maybe it takes him 3 hours. 50 miles, 15. 15. One five. Uh, not even that long. Yeah. Like good runners, even if it was, yeah, even if he was running super slow. Let's say he runs an runs. eight minute mile. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's not too bad. He can, he cranks that out. Uh-huh. And then, and you got to get through most of that case then before you sleep, right? Yeah. You, you, you're good for, you're good for another dozen beers. That's so. what I'm telling you. You have to drink as much as possible on Friday night. <laughs> you just have to drink as much as possible because no, there's nothing better for a hangover than running. This is like the only How time do you I would, know, man. Because <laughs> you know, this, is the only time I, this is the only time I would ever go running for fit. Well, that's not true. For a couple of years, I ran all the time, but in like not in college, right after college, the only time I would ever voluntarily go running really was if I woke up so hungover that like I was like, oh my god, I just have to go throw up, but I can't. I don't want to, so I'd have to make my body do it. So I would go run until I threw up. <laughs> <laughs> It worked so he, really well. Yeah, so he needs he needs so fifteen you figure twenty miles on Saturday. Or do you push yourself farther? Because that that gives you what, thirty five, which leaves you fifteen on Sunday. I mean, I honestly can't even have an opinion on this because I have no frame of reference for what it would be like to run fifty miles ever. <laughs> <laughs> I know, which is I I do get fascinated with endurance athletes because I've never had any sort of endurance. I'm more of a I'm more of a high output than you. If you let me rest thirty seconds, I can give you that output again, right? I, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm a football type athlete. Yeah, I like hard short bursts. Right, like a burst. <laughs> I'm a burst athlete. Like, yeah, it's like, but I can give you that burst when I was in, when I was very fit. I could give you that burst over and over again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm like I'm Dirk Diggler. <laughs> but but yes, I mean, but the endurance athletes are, I think, are are I'm fascinated with them because I, it's just something I've never been able to do. I mean, I'm just not built for that. So no, I, I have to do like the mental fight to get like to complete a 5k <laughs> like i'm not running a marathon ever it's never gonna happen it, i gave up on that dream when i never had the dream again right i never i've never had the dream it's just a, it was just so far away that it's so far beyond what i could possibly do but the uh but yeah so you figure it's 15 20 15 i think that's kind of the way you would do it unless I'm telling you, I just do five and then get drunk as fuck on Friday. <laughs> and then be and done. Grind, grind out a solid 35. The next I can do the one mile in one case of beer in one day. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the that would be my equivalent of this. But I kept I kept slicing this in a bunch of different ways, and I really think this is a this is a real achievement. The 50-50-50. I th- I'm not sure how many people could achieve such a thing? I don't think I know anybody who could achieve such a thing. I don't know anybody in my regular personal life who can. I mean, I'm certainly wishing my, my PT all the luck in the world and I'm definitely going to follow up with him <laughs> in, at, you know, in a year and a half to say, Hey, did you pull the 50, 50, 50? Because I need to know. Well, when you first brought it up, it really didn't sound that daunting. And then as we tried to break it down, it just seemed impossible. 
Right. Yeah. So right. I'm, that's I'm, the that's the thing about it. It's like they like said you have to run 15 miles on Friday, 20 miles on su- Saturday, and 15 miles on Sunday. That would get you your 50. Is that right? Well, I yeah. mean, that gets you your 50. But I don't know how you fit the beer in there. Yeah. Here's how the reason I think it sounds easy is only because, like, if I just walked for eight hours, that's going to be 24 miles. Like, I could walk three miles an hour for eight hours. I could do that. Okay. So, if I did that just Saturday and Sunday, and then just drank, like, all the rest of the time, <laughs> and if I was drinking the beer slowly while, while walk, I was doing the walking, walking yeah. yeah, I think that I, I might be able to pull it off. <laughs> I'm not going to try. <laughs> I saw your face. I was like, really? You I, don't, you I, don't, I don't... I love the podcast, but not enough... For that kind of content yeah <laughs> even if we started a gofundme for the tie does the 50 50 50 like i do i just get the money yeah <laughs> you, if you complete it so basically it's just a bet <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it's legal we'll we'll hold it in escrow until such time as you could complete the 50 50 50 yeah maybe uh <laughs> I, I don't, i'll have to think about it okay <laughs> the 50 beers in three days that's that alone is is a lot yeah yeah, in college we used to do case night because we could buy uh, a case of Milwaukee's Best Light for $5 at this gas station. And we would, after class, you would go pick up your case and then you couldn't sleep until you drank your case of beer. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, when I was 19 years old, I can make that happen, no problem. But I don't know about 50-50-50 and being 50. <laughs> that's a that's a sure that's a sure way to go to the hospital as far as i'm concerned yeah i used to feel like not long ago crush a 12 pack and still could probably put the whole thing down if i wanted to but i well i, I say that just as i was about to contradict myself because i basically did that on the fourth of july and fell asleep before the fireworks started <laughs> did you fall asleep or did you pass out <laughs> tomato tomato <laughs> all right in segment three, we're going to shift gears a little bit and talk about uh, some of our favorite, well, the power of the buddy movies. And and I know that this was inspired by the, was it was there a trailer or did I? Yeah, the trailer dropped today for Bad Boys for Life. All right, well, uh, talk about that while I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> you, really, you've seen this movie before. It was called Bad Boys One, Two, and Three. Awesome. Are there three? This is the third. Yeah. There's no. There's only two, right? No, there's, there's two bad there's boys. Three. There's three, and now there's this one. This is the fourth one. Wait. No, this is three. Sorry. This, this is the yeah, third this one. This is yeah. the third one. I, I was right. thinking that for some reason the Gabrielle Union one was, was three, but no, it's, right. it's clear. It's two. Yeah. Okay, so the thing about Bad Boys is the first Bad Boys movie is terrific. <laughs> I'm just, just... It has its moments. It's Michael Bay. It's Michael Bay at his, at his Michael Bayist. I mean, he gives he gives us all the things we expect from a Michael Bay movie, like that little soft focus and the the low the low three sixty and the. He wasn't as good at it then, though. He was pretty good at it. <laughs> and there's a it's a Tia Leone tour de force, and it's, it's like there's so many good, you know. Martin Lawrence was funny. I don't know if he's been funny for quite a while. He had that thing with the jogging suit, and then it seemed to all go downhill from there. <laughs> right. And so now, uh, the new trailer is, well, obviously, Will Smith is one of the world's biggest stars, and he looks still like one of the world's biggest stars. And Martin Lawrence is just 
Fat Martin Lawrence now. Which, Where's he been? What's he been doing? I don't know. Waiting around for Will to call him to like come do this movie with him? I'm not sure, but he's still Martin Lawrence. He's still pretty funny. He still has that sort of Martin Lawrence thing if you're into it. Yeah, I mean, he was pretty fat in Bad Boys too, so it's not like that big of a change. <laughs> right. And again, it's more fast cars. Will Smith shoots a bunch of people. Panaliano shows up. Yeah, Panaliano shows up, and I don't know how old Panaliano is. He could be 65, he could be 85. I don't know how old Joey <laughs> Pants is. Like, He's going to be in his early 60s. Uh, early 60s? You think he... Yeah, I don't know. Joey Pants might be 70. He was in risky business. He wasn't even young then. <laughs> no, he was just already bald. That's not the same thing. <laughs> so maybe I actually happen to know his... Bald, maybe it's the baldness that throws me off. He's been bald for a long time, so I just maybe... My bias is that he's been old for a long time. <laughs> Joey Pants is 67. Okay. The reason I know that is because he has a son uh, who I happen to know who's just a few years younger than me. And that gentleman is also quite bald and has been the entire time I've known him. He's got the Joey Pants bald bald jeans? I guess so. No, whatever. It happens. But it's... (laughs) But it got me thinking about... We always talk about movie hair. <laughs> Joey Pants has a good. He, he's got a. He's got a good record with the toupee as well. So, they're you know. He's got not, the nice not, round head. I think it's pretty easy for the wig maker to work with. Right. He's not. He doesn't quite have Sean Connery's like, you know, you know, track record. But it's good. <laughs> but it also got me thinking about, you know, the power of a buddy movie, and the and of course the power of a buddy movie is that. That Will Smith doesn't have to carry the entire movie, right? He's got mm-hmm. he's got somebody to play off of. He's got he's got a friend who's who is sort of like our podcast, <laughs> where I'm Will Smith. Oh, and really? Martin Lawrence. <laughs> I think if anybody's the straight man here, we both know which one it is. It's not you. Oh well. <laughs> well that's why we Fine. take turns. That's why we take turns hosting because then right. we get to switch roles. Yes, exactly. But it also got me thinking that about the Bill and Ted movie that that apparently just got de- wrapped filming, so we'll, we'll probably see it next year. Which which I thought I was like, oh, buddy movies. Which which ones do I which ones do I like? And the cop ones seem to sort of in my brain bubble up to the top mm-hmm. um, because I watched Tango and Cash the other day. Mm. Oh my god, it's so stinking good. If you if you if you watch it, it's got all those canon film kind of that terribleness. Mm-hmm. It's got the terrible soundtrack, the terrible <laughs> keyboard soundtrack, and it's just poor. It's a poorly made movie, but I enjoy it. I enjoy it so so much. See, that's one of those movies to me where it doesn't cross the so bad it's good threshold. I just don't like it. Really? Yeah, I don't like it. Like, young Terry Hatcher, Tour de Force, the whole... Like, Kurt Russell's hilarious. Uh, yeah, Stallone's, it, the weak, Stallone's probably the weakest part of the whole thing. Stallone it, is the it, the banker cop. Yeah, I don't even know what's going on there. Like, what is his look? Like, what? He's just like, he, I, I'm just gonna... It was, I swear to God that that's the thing about Sly, right? He's gotta bring so much of his personal shit to the set. Like, <laughs> these are the choices I'm making for this character. I was like, we're just trying to make an action movie. What the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> Right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, no, I think the cop ones... For me, uh, I made a quick list when you mentioned this. Um, I think my all-time favorite is probably Die Hard with a Vengeance. Hey, Zeus. Yeah. Because it's a great Die Hard movie, but it's also really one of the absolute best like 
fish out of water plus grizzled cop sort of movies to come along and do that and it's both funny and action-packed and 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 sam just and sam just gets to go off for two hours yeah both of them really just (laughs) go ahead they're chewing a lot of scenery but somehow it works out yeah and then they jump off a bridge onto like that tanker well they swing down a cord (laughs) (laughs) which is the best part about action movies anyway um I was still, I thought about considering staying with the cop. I thought Point Break is a great buddy movie. So, which, do you look at that? It's a nice it, twist. It's a nice twist on the buddy movie. I mean, that, it's kind of two buddy movies. Utah, it's, give me two like that. They got the they have their standard beats early in the movie there, where it's right. the it's it's Keanu and Busey, and then it shifts, uh-huh. and then it's yeah, and then it's yeah, then it's Swayze and Keanu. Yes. But I think it's a. I think I think to look at that through the uh, through the buddy the buddy lens is um, is interesting. The well, I, there's an issue where it feels like they kind of want to make out the whole time. <laughs> they do have a bit of a tension. There's a lot of sexual tension between Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves in that movie. <laughs> a lot, a lot of long stares. Um, More than he had with Lori Petty. Well, sure. I mean, it's like uh, it's like Tarantino doing the Top Gun thing. Um, Eddie Murphy into the buddy movie Hall of Fame. Oh, no doubt. So Eddie Murphy has made two dozen buddy movies, including Shrek, which yes. is definitely a buddy movie. Which yes. is or three buddy movies, and then there's Forty Eight Hours, and then there's a bunch of like really weird ones. Like, um, what's the one? What's what's the one where he he's the actor playing the cop, and then De Niro's in it? Oh God, I don't and know what it's De- called. Anyway, the, the, I know what you're talking about. It's yes. terrible. It's recent, it's ter- right? Like it's oh, it's sometime uh, after. What? Well, okay, when we talk about Eddie Murphy, anytime <laughs> I say recent, it just means after the year 2000. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, the uh, and then and then so then De Niro gets into like the buddy hall of fame because he started doing just a shitload of buddy movies where he's sort of the grump the grump guy and and like the fokker thing those are those are absolutely buddy movies right yeah would you call those buddy movies i think that's the thing is when i was looking at my list because if you're going to expand the list i I get weird shit in my list like kiss kiss bang bang like that's kind of a buddy movie sure there's like three or four people it's hard it's hard for me to, to delineate um I think De Niro is a Hall of Famer, maybe because he's in one of the best '70s movies that still is watchable as Midnight Run. Oh yeah, Midnight Run's a great movie, right? But uh, yeah, that's a—he definitely he. I don't know. He, he you find him in a lot of these buddy movies. It's like, oh, it's De Niro again. Oh, it's Eddie Murphy again. It's like, what are they doing? I don't, not quite sure, but. Well, I they think pair, they pair Murphy, up well, right? They pair up well. Well, I think both of those guys are Hall of Fame reaction shot givers, <laughs> and so that plays really well in the buddy movie, right? Like I'm gonna De Niro, I'm not, I'm upset, I have to take any shit from you, Eddie Murphy with the I'm gonna make fun of you or give you the side eye. Like you're getting a lot of the just somebody doing something and, and those guys reacting in a very distinct way. I think that's why that those scripts set up well for them, right? I think Eddie just likes doing movies where he gets to make fun of someone. Like, that's kind of what he likes to do. (laughs) True. Think about it. Any movie where Eddie was too serious and it wasn't him making light of the situation, 
was really bad. What was that crazy one where he was like a new age healer? Oh Lord. Do you remember that one? The guru or something like that? <laughs> does that, does that sound familiar? It, it does. Sadly. I'm not really like, it's not a good movie. Holy man. Holy there man. You go. Holy man. That. Holy oh my God. That's a terrible movie. <laughs> But it has moments, like where he goes onto the stage and electroshocks Morgan Fairchild's face at the Q on the Q the QVC. Like, okay. it's, the, the, I'm just saying. My point is, I don't know. It has nothing to do with buddy movies. <laughs> that Eddie likes to make fun of people. For sure. Um, I I put on my list True Detective season one, which I think I, I did too. Yeah, yeah. It's a. I need to rewatch that movie. I need to. I I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'll ever recapture recapture the magic of True Detective season one, but um, yeah, I think I I think I need to rewatch it. I don't know if I have the 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 stamina to do it, but I think I want to. It's just it's slow, and I think you're not. I think you're going to not. Want, it's going to end up not being as good as you remember it being. Right. How about seven? Is seven a buddy movie? <laughs> I don't know if that qualifies. Maybe is that, a, is that a buddy cop movie for her? Maybe Rush Hour. I watched Rush Hour. So the, the other day I watched Rush Hour Two, Tango and Cash, and The Running Man. Okay. They were all they were all on some version of Stars, and they all sort of like lined up. Like I watched Rush Hour Two, and then I turned the channel, and it was the start of of Tango and Cash, and then that, and then right after Tango and Cash, The Running Man came out. I was like, oh shit! It was like ten o'clock. Like ten, it was just like ten thirty, ten o'clock, and the running back came out. I was like, "God damn it! I'm gonna be up till one in the morning, <laughs> watching these stupid Running Man movie." The thing about the Running Man, which is very interesting, is that is that a buddy movie? <laughs> yeah, almost. Him and uh, him and uh, Maria Conchita Alonso. <laughs> Maria Conchita Alonso. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who it is. It's it's uh yes, it's her. <laughs> the thing about the running man is that it is um It is Maria Cachita Alonzo. Okay. Yeah, what oh, made me feel like I was crazy. I, <laughs> I, was like, I'm, I'm crazy I was re- I, I was I was just I was flip flopping her in my brain with Rachel Tacoten from That's Total Recall. Total Recall, anyway. Sorry, Maria Conchita Alonso, you were crazy. You were not crazy. I was crazy. All right, well, the thing about The Running Man is... Yes, get to your point. <laughs> ...that you can only watch it if it's on cable with no commercials. It is not watchable if you have to sit through commercial breaks. Agreed. And so, I mean, I was lucky. I got to watch I got to watch them on original edit, no commercials, Beautiful. which is the only way I think I could have gone through Tango and Cash and The Running Man. I couldn't have done a TV edit with commercials. I would have never made it. But because they were... Because they were on in a string, like I just didn't turn the channel. <laughs> I like. It. I was playing a. I was playing like a computer video game, and I was just soaking it in. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> oh my god! Both of those movies. Uh, I I can't let us get out of here. I have a couple more, but there's the only one I really want to mention, just because I ride for this movie is Last Boy Scout. Oh yeah. You know. How you I and Bruce it. Willis. <laughs> you you and you and the Return of Bruno playing in the background while you're while I you're watching you your car. I love harmonica rock. <laughs> Last Boy Scout's a good movie. I will not hear otherwise. I just love that oh, it no, opens. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. It's just it, you know. I also like Bulletproof. You Bruce, speaking you and, of Damon Wayans, you and you and Bruce Willis. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. It was my one of my first email addresses was head or gut at hotmail.com <laughs> Inspired by the Last Boy Scout. <laughs> oh, oh, tremendous! 
Um, and uh, R.I.P. Tony Scott, who oh yeah directed that. Film. That's a good call. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's the end of the standard segments, and that means now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready. <laughs> Dad jokes of the week. Woo! 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 So I almost brought some original material this week, but I can't quite get it worked out. All right. We can workshop it at the end if you'd like. Okay. Uh, but I did want to share another one that I found before we get into the uh, officials. Okay. Here we go. I just found an origami porn channel, but it is pay-per-view only. <laughs> pay-per-view? <laughs> was that in a calendar? <laughs> no, no, no. That was one I found in the wild. Okay. All right. So the calendar actually has, it's, it's a classic week this week. Uh, what is the difference between a fish and a piano? Uh, you can tune a piano. Yeah, you can't tune a fish. What is a mouse's favorite game? You don't know this one? No. Hide and squeak. <laughs> Hide and squeak. Oh, you're laughing. Don't laugh. <laughs> uh, why is it easy for chicks to talk? Like women? <laughs> uh... <laughs> Chicks like an Andrew Dice Clay. Hey, why is it easy for chicks to talk? (laughs) This is already the funniest joke you've told all year. Because talk is cheap. Hey, hey, talk is cheap. Hey, what did the judge say when a skunk entered the courtroom? You're out of odor. Uh, Odor in the court. Oh, there you go. Uh, atoms are untrustworthy little things. They make up everything. <laughs> Unless you're a quantum physicist. That's a very weirdly yeah. phrased joke. Yeah. Things, everything. It's, it's, that needs work. Uh, and finally, somebody stole all my lamps. I couldn't be more delighted. <laughs> delighted. <laughs> By the way, in the dictionary, everything begins with E. I don't know what that means. In the dictionary, everything begins with E. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and in the that's, dictionary, nothing begins with N. That's two weeks in a row. Yeah, I got that one. <laughs> that's the di- those are the dictionary jokes. I just burned those. those. I just burned those. I didn't even save those. I just burned those. <laughs> well, I'm glad. They just right. be burnt. All right. So I had, so I did, I did two things. I have a, a joke and then I have a workshop joke. Okay. So, my the joke that I'm presenting as my joke this week is: I bought a toilet brush yesterday, but I gotta say I really prefer the paper. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All right, so I I was trying to work out this police station joke, and I have. I came up with five police station jokes that also. So I made up one joke, and then I thought, could I squeeze this? Could I squeeze like a bunch of jokes out of this construction? Just academic. Okay. So the first one is, police station toilet was stolen. Detectives have nothing to go on. (laughs) Okay, I like that. Okay. Then it's, police station pencils were stolen. Detectives have no leads. Leads. It says leads. Not so good. I get it. it. (laughs) If you have to read it to get it, it's not good. (laughs) Detectives have no leads. All right, leads. All right. Police station board game stolen. Detectives have no clue. Okay. Um, police station badges stolen. Per- perpetrator can't be identified. 
police station keys stolen building on lockdown <laughs> the toilet one's the best one yes i think so but i thought i thought, I thought i would try to ring that construction and see if i could see if i could find some more like gold under there do you see how the dad joke segment is growing every week <laughs> We're really, we're really pulling it apart. It really is sort of just like the blob, kind of sm- slowly working its way over the top of the entire rest. Of the because show. because I'm because I spend an inordinate of time like trying to think of these things. Like <laughs> I, there's, again, I've I've re I've woken a reawoken the whiteboard at work, where I workshop my my uh, my ideas all the week to try okay. to come up with something to present on on uh, recording night all right well my workshop joke now because now you got me doing this yeah uh, <laughs> we're is, breaking real new ground over here <laughs> so i can't quite get the setup right so forgive me for just the the bare bones that's fine here. this is this is what this is what we're here uh see i still can't even set it up right it's like a, what what do um we'll start with the punchline where are we where are we where are we getting to well i just tell you the joke like uh, okay what what do okay what do kittens look at the stars dream of what do kittens looking at the stars dream of i see it doesn't the milky way no it's it's it's, i'm trying to get to to be the first cat on the moon (laughs) (laughs) but i can't i can't can't characterize the kitten that would want to go to the moon properly <laughs> like where you where do cat ask where do cat, and, and like if catstronauts was already a thing that you understood i could maybe say that where do catstronauts like go <laughs> well yeah well you know my it, it was the uh, yeah catstronauts on the moon yeah there's something there. Okay, we'll we'll uh, I'll, I'll have to pocket that one and uh, see if I can't work something out. Help you work that out. But he, he wanted to be the first cat on the moon. God damn, that's that's kind of funny. Thanks. Made me, that made me laugh. Well, we, just right. need, well, we just need to set that one up. Yeah, I just can't quite get the setup right. All right, enough dad jokes. Let's go to the OT. Overtime. All right, so in the overtime tonight, um, I had a theory that I wanted to. Well, I had some stuff left over from the summer. Um, as we wrap up the season here and uh i have to get rid of this kitty pool it's like a one of those intex easy sets where you fill it's not, the, infla- it's not inflatable the, just the top ring and then you just fill it and then the it, it the water actually builds the walls and then the floating ring just sits on the water and that's what makes the pool oh okay so this is the second or third season we've had it after storage this year, it came out with a bunch of leaks in it, which I was able to patch with some glue and stuff. Um, but we went. I did you I use some a, Flex Seal? You know, <laughs> they, some they, super, they, some super they can. They can you, you can just slap that tape on. Apparently, shit like a sinking, not. like like a sinking submarine. You just slap that shit on there. Like it's fine. No, it's good to like. <laughs> it's good to like twelve atmospheres. You, you or something. can turn a screen door into a boat. <laughs> anyway, that shit uh, can't fix your pool. The thing is, like, I let it get gross, and now it's like almost uncleanable. Like, yeah, I did, last year when I did it, I did a really good job maintaining it. This year, for some reason, it was much harder to keep clean. Um, and now when I went and broke it down, I need to get rid. But I'm like, I feel like just this thing is basically garbage. But if I feel like I throw it away, I'm like really making a like I'm ruining the planet. Like I'm gonna throw away this giant piece <laughs> well, of vinyl. Already, well, the thing is, you've already bought it. 
Yes. So it's not you, prohibitively expensive either. Mm-hmm. No. That's so I've thing. got the number of seasons out of it where I'm sort of fine with just it can go away. We have we also had I tell you we also had a vinyl pool for a number of years that we used again like one of those waiting pools. It probably wasn't as nice as the one you had, but but is that is the top ring like would it pop if yes. you? If you stuck something in it, so yes. you should just pop it, and but it won't wad up, right? It, the bottom won't wad well, no, up. No, the bottom is a huge vinyl bag, right? So the so ours was one of those solid vinyl pools, yeah. And so I just took a saw to it and just cut it up into pieces and put it in my garbage. Yeah, but that's gonna go right into a landfill. I mean, where else is it gonna go? I mean, there's there's it's not recyclable i know i just i I, it led me down this path and we also have this furniture that's like really beaten down so it's like i can't really donate it because it's so just gotta get rid of it and and i read you know online like people say just put anything out on craigslist and just say it's free someone will come get it and i'm like but then i have to deal with some scavenger from craigslist and now i know (laughs) i know that sounds I just I, I need I need a better way to get rid of shit I don't want anymore that still might have use to someone without having to talk to anybody. Right. Some of the some of the well some of the junk pickup places, but you have to pay. Yeah, yeah. Will will recycle your stuff as best they can. Like they'll they'll try to you know I don't know what they I don't know what they do with it, but they don't they're some of the some of the marketing around some of those junk pickups that is that our first trip isn't just to the landfill. Like what, if right, your right. stuff is decent, so. You might pay to have it taken away. I don't the couch for sure. I've got a couple of couches and a chair that I need to adios. Yeah, bad, and and have, have had to for some time. But um, but yeah, the vinyl pool. I just saw. I just took a saw to it, cut it up into pieces, and then I just kept putting it in my garbage can until. Oh no! See, I could probably wad this whole thing up and just stuff it in the can if I really was like, <laughs> just do it. Yeah. Oh. I mean, what else are you gonna do? All right. Well. I, mean, I have other things to throw away, including a couple of hanging plants. One from last year, actually, which gave me this this theory that... So I have another... We buy one for Mother's Day basically every year. And mm-hmm. it lasts the whole summer. I'll keep it you know, watered, and then by the end of the year, it, it dies. And yeah. you know they're not meant to come back, so you can't really plant it or anything. So just... Yeah. But it's also complex trash in that it's organics encased in a piece of plastic. And then it's got like wires over the top of it. So I can't just like turn it over the compost bin, right? Like I, I have to take the wires off and yeah. it's, di- it's difficult to dis- disassemble. So for that reason, the one from last year has been sitting next to the trash can downstairs <laughs> for a year. <laughs> and it still has like, I don't think it's the plant that was, that came in it, but it's got like shit growing out of it. Right. Uh huh. So yeah. my theory is it's actually better not to compost this. <laughs> and I should throw the whole thing in the trash can because eventually when the world is completely covered in garbage, this will be yeah. one of the few sources of organic life. It's like Wally. <laughs> Wally, will, Wally will find your yeah. shitty hanging basket. Yes, and it will, and it will, and it will signify that the world is coming back to life. That's correct. I think <laughs> just dump out the part in the compost, and then what you do is you keep the hanging baskets, and you you just fill them with dirt and put some annuals in them next year. Yeah, I mean, I could do that, or I could save the world. <laughs> i don't think you're saving the world either way but yeah just just keep the hanging baskets make your own hanging baskets next year because it costs literally like eight dollars and make my own <laughs> <laughs> you just buy half a dozen annual plants you stick them the thing you water them they grow they spill over then that's then then the next year you just 
rinse and repeat and you don't have to buy you don't have to keep buying a hanging basket you already have the hanging basket with the wire the plastic bottom and then you just keep that would be the that would be the earth saving thing to do yeah (laughs) (laughs) sounds like a lot of responsibility for me I'm, i'm giving you solutions here yeah, well, I wasn't asking for that. I was looking for uh, commiseration. Come on. <laughs> yeah, pitch that shit in the trash. Nobody cares. <laughs> right. Well, that's our show. Our thanks to all of you for listening to the Two on Three pod. We hope we help you live a more deeply examined life. If you don't already, please subscribe and a review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. And don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We'll be back next week with more pop culture life strategies and existentialism. And until then, peace. Peace.